Hello and welcome to another segment of Kone Conversations, a podcast featuring one-on-one interviews with various employees and subject matter experts from Kone, a global leader in the elevator and escalator industry. I'm Kevin Metz. On a frequent basis, we have the opportunity to sit down with key players and those behind the scenes and in the field to deliver their unique insights and perspectives from Kone. On this episode, we're joined by Steve Gonzalez, Director of Major Projects for Kone. Welcome, Steve. Great to have you here. Uh, thanks, Kevin. It's a great opportunity. I appreciate it. Well, first, I'd love to have you talk a little bit about your role um, managing major projects for Kone. Um, what does that entail, or what does your day-to-day look like? Uh, the, the major projects focus inside Kone is really a, a couple of different things. It's large infrastructure projects. They come with a, a level of complexity that's quite different from mainstream construction. And then uh, other things like high-rise buildings that are constructed around the continent. Again, those buildings are really quite different from a from a construction and then operation perspective. And so we as a team bring a level of expertise and understanding that is unique in that it's something that isn't necessary all day every day in a typical business so we're able to bring our experience and the expertise to bear regardless of where those projects are being executed and that means that um, the local teams can rely on us to work next to them and and bring that knowledge as is necessary so that they can feel confident and the clients can feel confident. It's helpful because generally speaking, these are sort of small communities, right? The high rise community is a small community and the infrastructure community is a small community as well. So you really have the opportunity to develop some great relationships with these clients and and do a lot of repeat business. They understand how we work. We understand how they work. Uh, and it really makes the process go much more smoothly. Yeah, that's great. I, I know in our earlier conversations, um, one of the categories um, in your um, in in your focus is airports. Um, and so I would love to touch a little bit upon that uh, today here in this kind of conversations. Um, travel is obviously picking up. What can you tell us um, that's taking place at airports, or what can people expect these days? Travel is picking up, and it's it's an interesting situation, right? I mean, domestic travel, of course, is much easier than international travel because we still have requirements of quarantine on either end of your trip, and that certainly makes it more challenging, definitely from a business perspective. Now, a two-day meeting could take two weeks, arguably. Uh, but what we are seeing is a general move from touch to touchless you know there was a there was a massive push inside the airport community to move to a a touch type operation and and move away from things where you were typing etc and now they've had to pivot again and move to a touch free operation so what what they're really trying hard to do is take more advantage of things like facial recognition and then of course taking advantage of things that you have on your person all the time, you know, your your phone, that sort of thing. A lot of this was being done before with uh, using mobile boarding passes, et cetera, but you still had this other component of, 
of your ID that you would have to show and you would pass that back and forth. There are pilots that are being used in a, a number of airports where there isn't even that anymore. They're using facial recognition. In fact, I had the experience myself where I walked up to get on a plane and I was prepared to provide a credential, an identification credential, and the, the person there working the gate said, oh, no, you're fine. We've already got you taken care of. And I was caught by surprise a little bit, and it turned out that they had taken my face from my from my passport, put it into the system, and when I walked up, their cameras confirmed that I was who I was supposed to be, and uh, and then I was able to move through without showing any documentation, et cetera. So uh, this is obviously going to be something that requires a, a lot of thought to roll out and become ubiquitous, but it is it is something that will be much more important in the future as uh, the airports are trying to get people to be more comfortable traveling. And I, th I think that's really the basis of a lot of their efforts is get people comfortable with the fact that they can travel safely. A lot of people are really apprehensive about getting into an airplane for a long period of time, being in an airport that's got lots of others in it that they don't know. You can think about certain areas where there are pinch points in an airport and, and people get pretty uncomfortable because of that increased density, immigration places, customs places. All of those historically have been engineered pinch points. Like they, they want to be able to slow the traffic down through there so they can ensure that they have a, a strong handle on the security side of it. And that's obviously still very, very important. At the same time, everyone has to think about personal security and health as well. And, and today, we know that putting a lot of people in a small space and then having them need to be there for extended periods of time, certainly more than 15 minutes and sometimes hours, creates a, a situation where we have, you know, what is commonly known now as a super spreader event. And that doesn't make anybody comfortable about getting on a plane. So um, there's a lot of effort there to maintain the, the required controls and security measures that are necessary to, to keep everyone safe inside the airport and then also help with the maintenance of health and well-being. Absolutely. Um, health and well-being has been top priority for quite some time now. Um, you mentioned uh, just the flow uh, through the airport. Um, I know that Kone, obviously being an industry leader in this space, you've had the privilege of attending a number of summits and spoke to other experts across the globe. I'm curious to what additional topics are coming up uh, from a people flow perspective or traveler flow, if you will, um, and what kind of technologies are being adopted either um, from Kone or, or what else are you seeing? That's really interesting. There are a couple of things that are happening. Of course, there's been a push for quite a while and we saw it in Europe and they're trying to bring it here, this, this notion that the airport is more than just a portal to the travel, but it becomes a part of the travel overall. And so there, there's this concept of an airtropolis where you might fly into an airport and of course there's shopping there, but it's it's more than just trinkets and snacks. It's, it's a legitimate shopping space. 
there's a conference center attached. There may be some sort of recreation attached as well. And so the theory is that you could actually land in an airport and never leave if you were going there for a conference or something like that. And that becomes a really important component for the airport because it obviously drives a secondary revenue stream for them rather than just the fees that they collect from the airlines themselves. The other thing that they're working really hard to do, which I didn't expect, is invite more service providers and technology into the airport and make sure that they are integrated, not with the secure systems that they have in place to make sure that people are who they say they are and and are only in the places that they're supposed to be, but to make the airport more inviting, easier to navigate, et cetera. So rather than having these systems that operate on their own, they're very interested in having historically separate systems work together so that they provide an experience for the client, for the traveler, that is is truly seamless. So now you have systems that not only uh, are associated with reserving parking spaces, but you can reserve your parking space and, and have your boarding pass tied to that, et cetera. It's all one system. They're very interested in those things. My assumption prior to attending some of these conferences was that the airports would be really frustrated by service providers like Kone or, or someone else bringing technology into the airport because it was something that they couldn't control. And what I learned is that it's very much the opposite. They have structured their technological networks such that they've got all the security that they need in those core networks. And then they've established what they refer to as sort of unsecured networks, which is a misnomer because, of course, there's appropriate security in place. But they're they're separate networks, and that allows these service providers to bring these systems in and really take full advantage of the technology that's being developed. Well, I know that um, in previous uh, Kone conversations, um, some other airports were mentioned and their acceptance of things like the um, uh, some of the Kone health and well-being with respect to handrails and distancing and so on and so forth. How um, do you see the uh, airports of the future uh, being impacted, and are you also seeing um, airports kind of clamoring to these health and well-being solutions? Yeah, absolutely. The health and well-being solutions that we've introduced and, and others have as well is, are a, a big part of what they're focused on. It's a lot of their focus when you when you talk to them about budgets. In addition to providing uh, sanitization equipment and uh, air purifying equipment, et cetera, so that, again, people can feel comfortable when they're in these spaces where they're, where they're close to folks that they aren't necessarily familiar with. Uh, they're also very focused on having a clear understanding of what's going to happen before it does. And, and what I mean by that is being able to simulate the traffic of the folks moving through the airport before they actually get to that point. It becomes really critical when there's a construction project that happens inside the airport. Historically, you could you could work at understanding what the impact was gonna be, but you really didn't know for sure until you were in the middle of it. 
And I had a conversation with someone who's uh, responsible for the Atlanta airport, which of course is the busiest airport in the world. And, and the comment from him was, I don't ever want to do another project without being able to simulate the people flow because as, as much work as we did to understand it, we still had some things that were surprises and, and surprises are challenges for our clients and we want to keep those to an absolute minimum. So I think that that's going to be a change and a very important one for the airports and it's going to be something that's really welcome for the travelers because that's going to create that much more attention to things like signage and, and pathways that, that are opened and scheduling of construction and maintenance of the equipment. All of these things are really important. Uh, and when you can simulate the traffic, then you can really get a very clear understanding of what's going to happen so that you can prepare. I think um, we're expecting and, and everybody's hoping that uh, more and more uh, folks become more comfortable with travel. So great to hear a lot of these policies and, and changes are, are taking place and folks are mindful of that. Um, well, Steve, that, that is actually all the time we have for today. Um, many thanks for joining us here on Kone Conversations and sharing your insights and expertise. Thank you again, Kevin. I appreciate the opportunity. If we get a chance to do it again, I look forward to it. Be sure to visit Kone.us and our YouTube channel for an archived copy of today's episode with Steve and for more information on the Kone solutions, technology, and innovations that were discussed today. Check out our social media channels for information on upcoming guests for future podcasts. I'm Kevin Metz. Thanks for being here and join us again for more Kone Conversations. The information presented in this program is relevant and current as of the time of production. Copyright 2021, Kone Incorporated.